Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. You're listening to a mini episode of the Enterprise Now Show, where we change lives through enterprise. Imagine you're going to give a micro workshop here and you're going to teach me something about selling. What would you teach me? Okay, so what I would teach you is how to manage your funnel. So the funnel is sometimes called the pipeline. A lot of people call it a pipeline. I call it a funnel because a pipeline means you turn the faucet on, the water comes out, you turn the faucet off, it stops. Well, the only thing that's true about that in sales is that when you turn the faucet off, it stops. But everything else about it is not true because what happens in sales is it's shaped like a funnel. There's a reason we use that word, right? So you have to have a lot more conversations, prospecting conversations at the top of the funnel then you have things that close at the bottom. It's not a straight line. You don't talk to a person close, talk to a person close. And if somebody tells you they're doing that, it means they're not telling you about all of the other work that happens. So I may have to talk to 10 people early on about my product and see if I can get them to have a conversation with me and then qualify that person and see if it's really a good fit and then work on the solution for one to come out the bottom. So there's ratios that matter as you're going through the sales process. And what we need to understand is leads are supposed to fall out of the funnel, right? If it's not qualified, it falls out. If they're not ready to buy, it falls out and comes back in later. We want stuff to fall away so that we can focus on the stuff that matters. So if that's the truth, how do you manage your sales work and your priorities? Well, first of all, our first priority is always to close the work that's ready to close. Close that business because they're ready to buy something. So don't let all of that work, you know, go to waste. But then the second thing is the second priority is prospecting. It is not talking to all the people you already know. It's finding those 10 new leads for the one that came out the bottom. There's 10 new opportunities that you're going to pursue. So that means you have to put time in your day every day or every week or every other day or whatever it is to spend that time finding those 10 new leads. And then you've got to keep focusing on them until you can get them to agree to a meeting where you can actually qualify them. So that becomes your third priority, right? And then your fourth priority is developing solutions. Now, if you have a really short sales process and you sell to somebody in a day or two or a week, then that funnel looks a little different, but that means you're prospecting, prospecting, prospecting. Probably half your day every day is spent prospecting because as soon as you close something, you've got to start have a whole bunch more conversations. That happens really rapidly. But if you have a six-month, nine-month, two-year sales process, that prospecting easily gets lost, right? Because I'm so busy trying to solve and develop solutions and meet all of these people that I already know that we forget. If you don't put stuff in the top of the funnel, there's not going to be anything to come out in six months. So if I am tracking my leads, my opportunities, or my deals, either in a spreadsheet or in my CRM, 
then I ought to be able to look at it and go, yep, I got, I need 20 things to come out the bottom. I got 200 things in the top of the funnel and I'm moving them through slowly. And I know this one's going to close in six months and this one's going to close in nine months and that one's going to close in 12 months, right? So that we're actually mapping their journey through our sales process or through our funnel as they're making buying decisions. So that's what I would teach you. And I would teach you to set this process up based on stages, not activities. So you were going to say something and then I'll explain that if you want. No, go ahead. I'm taking notes. So here's what happens. Somewhere along the line, somebody decided the stages of the sales process are meeting, demo, proposal, proposal with client, close. What's wrong with that? Well, that is a perfectly fine thing if you sell SaaS software as a service to a very small company. And you probably do go through that boop, boop, boop process really quickly. In all honesty, the sales process has to map the buying process. And the buying process isn't meeting, demo, proposal with client. I could take a long time and I could bounce around in my sales process. So Gartner does it. I don't know if you've ever looked at it, but if you haven't seen it, Gartner has a infographic that shows what the sales process, buying process really looks like. It's by Gartner and it's called the real sales process or something like that. And it's like all over the place, forward, backward, upside down, right? That's how sales really goes, particularly the more complex it becomes. So if you have your stages as activities, then whether the customer is asking for a budgetary proposal just to get an idea of what it might cost to do this or if they're really ready to buy, they're all sitting in the same place in your funnel. And it doesn't look like a funnel anymore. What's it look like? It looks like a vase or a bubble at the bottom, right? So it's skinny at the top, bubbly at the bottom. Well, that's not a funnel. That's everything stuck with, I sent a proposal, now I'm waiting for something to happen. That's not sales. Sending a proposal and waiting for something to happen is not sales. If that's the one thing you can take away from today, your customer has a buying process. And that buying process is, I'm exploring ideas. I'm trying to narrow down what the possibilities are. Now I'm really working out how is that going to work for me? Now I've got to make a decision and now I've got to actually make it happen and pay for it, right? That's how I make a decision as a buyer. I might learn new information that makes me think about something different. I might decide I have budget and then decide I don't have budget or like all kinds of things can happen in my buying process. So if my sales process is activity-based, I'm not really mapping the buyer journey. So the buyer journey, if I want to match the seller journey, I'm like, okay, so now I'm prospecting to see who's out there who has problems that I can talk to. Then I'm qualifying them. We're figuring out together, is this a possibility? Could this possibly fit? And then we're exploring how this solution will solve their problem together. So I do prospect, qualify, cultivate, and close. You could call that cultivate developing a solution. You could call it verifying, you call it pursuing, whatever you want. But this is a time where you're going back and forth. So you have a whole bunch of conversations with a whole bunch in the top, right? And then you qualify and you figure out these aren't going to buy for six years. These aren't going to, this one, okay, these are a good fit. Talk to 10, seven are a good fit. Okay, now out of the seven, as we start to work on the solution, we realize, yeah, three of those aren't really going to be able to buy this, right? And then we get to the point where we come to a solution that they want to buy and then we close it. So now if they go move backward and they're like, wait, I just found out this new thing that I didn't realize. Now we have to go back to qualifying. Does that mean they can still fit in our solution? Even though I gave them a proposal, they're not ready to close. They're still way up in making, figuring out whether or not this is a fit, right? So when we make it activity-based instead of stage-based, which matches the buyer journey, we get garbage. 
and we can't figure out what's really going to close because we have everything in that last stage of proposal with client instead of I'm helping you figure out if this works or not. I'm helping you develop a solution. Okay, now we've developed one. We've agreed. We've agreed on the price. Can you buy it? Can you pay for it? It may sound like it's a nitpicky, but it's huge when you're managing the data. Thank you so much for listening. If you got value from the show, all I ask is that you share it with one other person you think would also enjoy the content. And we would love to connect with you on social media as well. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.